Blau und Weiß ein Leben lang. Hallo meine Leute, wie geht's? Willkommen zum Das Einzige Schalke Podcast auf Englisch. That's right, folks. Officially the world's only English Schalke Podcast. Made for by the fans, for the fans. Uh, I'm your host, Richard Carmen. Uh, welcome back to another uh, episode of the Schalke Podcast. We are officially in the twilight zone. Uh, let me bring in my um, co-host here, Jack Mangan. Uh, Jack, uh, how are we doing here? Uh, how are we in the zone in the first place? But how are you most of all? Good evening, my friend. Um, I'm doing all right. Uh, the club, however, as you say, is uh interesting interesting times at the moment um <laughs> those of us who perhaps were not in uh full on panic or crisis mode previously uh are probably inching closer to that now as a result of uh the events of the last couple of weeks but um hopefully we get that turned around soon lots to talk about tonight yeah so where we last left our our, our fans here uh we were talking about The, the hellish week that we had, and we had we hit our lowest point against Mainz in the three nothing loss on the road. Oh, how how to be how we wish we were back at that time because uh, this past weekend we played Dusseldorf and at home and we lost four nil. Jack, um, that was the lowest of lows. I thought Mainz was the lowest of lows, but that had absolutely was the lowest of lows, and we looked completely inept in that game. Yeah, it, it it was shocking, really. Um, as you say, you know, last week I you know, I came on here, and in my opinion, that performance against Mainz was was the worst performance of the season. Uh, the team just looked completely out of it. Um, had like they had no idea what was going on. Um, no game plan, no conception of, of what they were really trying to do, particularly on the offensive end. Um, but also conceding more goals than we than we typically can see this was a team that was very strong defensively last season and you know despite a dip in form in that department had been you know reasonably good this year as well um and uh you know after a performance like that you really expected a, a response from the team but um in front of the home fans in the Felton's arena they lose four nil to Dusseldorf a team that we've already beaten twice this campaign um You know, a, a team that has a terrible defensive record. I think they conceded some like 42 goals coming into this match. We we ourselves had put four past them previously. Um, you know, they, they definitely had a better campaign than people maybe expected. Um, you know, having just gained promotion, but this is a team that we have beaten, a team that we expected to beat, and um, it was a repeat of the Mainz performance, perhaps worse. Uh, certainly a worse scoreline. Whether or not it's worse, you know, performance by the team is is a different question. But to 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 do that in front of the home fans on the heels of what was already a terrible performance to Mainz is is truly shocking, um, and does not put us in a good position now in the table. Um, I know I I for one um, had been. <laughs> Preaching patience or trying to, there were there were people, you know, after the first, you know, the five game losing streak to start the season, there were people that were suggesting that, like, oh, it's over, we're getting relegated, and that's that's an absolutely absurd opinion to espouse that early in the season. There's a lot of time to turn things around, but I think the sentiment has been that 
we need to start doing that here in the Rook Runda. And, you know, you're going to lose to Gladbach, you're going to lose to Bayern. That's all well and good. Those teams are just playing better than us this season. I don't expect to win those games. But then you have Freiburg, you have Mainz, you have Dusseldorf. These are teams that are, you know, around you in the table, teams you should be competitive against. And uh, these past two performances in particular have been far from that. And, and, I mean, we still have a little bit of a cushion from the relegation zone, but um, I, I think this past weekend was the tipping point where now we are squarely in a relegation fight, and it is extremely concerning where we are and it's 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 i'm surprised that we're having to talk about that for a team of this of this status and standing how big this club is that we're in this position but um it's where we find ourselves yeah and the cushion is getting smaller by the day we are currently four points above the playoff relegation spot uh, currently held by stuttgart in number 16 spot um, I mean, to look overall, I mean, I guess we are where we should be, right? Because looking at goals four, only three teams have scored less than us, and that's Stuttgart, Hanover, and Nuremberg. Um, and I think well, there's only three teams that have, that have given up more goals than us. Well, that's not true. There's a couple of teams that have given a little more goals. But, uh, yeah, we are in a dire state, and it appeared, I thought for sure, once, you know, we got the reaction from the fans and, and that Mainz game, that the team was going to turn it around, have a have a, at least show up and show something, and they look they looked even worse. I thought maybe just because they were home and in the the score line. I mean, this is a team we beat recently. I think four one or something. Um, exactly. And then they come back and they kill us four nothing, and the team looked just completely not there at all. It looks like they gave up. I don't know if that's the case, but that's what it looked like. You know, from from watching it from you know from afar. And, you know, after the game, you know, Tedesco, I give him props. You know, Major Cojones, he goes by himself to the Nord Curve, uh, stands up, and, you know, takes a shellacking from them. And next thing you know, there's two two capos, two ultras that are sitting there on the pitch, you know, giving it to the rest of the players who weren't even, you know, who were by the goal, you know, talking to them. The uh, captain's arm man was taken from Stambouli. Um, There's a whole, whole thing there. And, yeah. We 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 know that um, the one thing we know from the game is that um, sport, the new sporting director uh, Jochen Schneider he said Tedesco will be will be the manager on on Friday for sure. You know, um, I, I got to think though if they get another embarrassing defeat like they did over the last two games, well, really three if you look at the collapse against City, he can't be here too long. I mean, the the thing that came out of all this, which I thought was refreshing. Amidst all of this chaos going on, Schalke Twitter actually jumped up in, in, in defense of Tedesco. A lot of pro-Tedesco um, chatter along on, on, on Twitter. Um, a lot of them blaming the players for not showing up. People want to blame Heidel as well. Yes, the Tedesco is to blame as well, but people are saying, you know, for the most part, while this stuff is his fault, they believe in him. They believe that he can get us to the next level this um yeah, I, I was just shocked with that. I thought for sure people were going to be railing on him, telling him to go, and it's it's been more positive in that terms more than anything else. Yeah, it definitely seems like Christian Heidel is the, is the scapegoat um, amongst most people, and then um, along with that, the players that he's brought in being the scapegoat as well. This is the thing that makes it so difficult about Domenico Tedesco's status is that you love him as a person, at least the, you know from what we can see from the outside looking in. Like, right. there are not a lot of people that would do what he did after that match to to walk down to the Nord Curve and you know 
by himself. I mean, his team didn't follow him all the way to, you know, the, the, the barrier there um, and, and basically take the abuse and apologize and, and all of that. There's, there's not a lot of people that would do that. Um, and I actually saw a lot of stuff on, you know, Twitter and everyone, they, you know, suggesting that like, it's, it's kind of silly that coaches and players even do that in the first place. But that, I mean, that's not the way I look at it. I, I think, you know, the fans care about this club deeply. Um, it's extremely important to the community. Um, obviously, we're not in that community. We're over here in the States. But, you know, the fans care about this club, and, and they, they, they spend money on it, and they're invested in it. And um, I, I do think it's a very nice gesture for the players and, and, and the staff to answer to the fans um, in that way. So, I mean, you love Tedesco as a person and, and the character that he that he demonstrates. Um, and that's what makes, what makes it so hard for her to, to suggest that he should leave. I mean, obviously, the results are what matters at the end of the day. And... You know, we had one really good season with him and one really poor season with him, and I think people are trying to find ways to defend him. And I, like I said, I'm not entirely out on him at this point either. There's, it's tough for me as well. Um, but yeah, that that was quite the scene after the Düsseldorf match. Um, some really, some dramatic images that I think are going to be you know remain with us for for a very long time. But then uh, you know the yeah the, the capo is coming down on the pitch and. Um, berating the team. The fact that the team actually stood there and took that from them is, is interesting. Yeah. Um, I, I can't say I agree with them taking the captain's armband away from our friend Stan Bully. Um, I don't know. It, it's tough to judge that once again, us being in the States, we're not in the stadium every week. We, we don't, you know, we don't know these people personally. Um, but, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I, I do think there are players on this team that care and are deeply emotionally moved by the situation as well. Maybe not all of them, but I do think there are some of them. Um, Stan Bully would certainly appear to be one. Yeah. Um, and, and it's tough for them as well. So, I mean, yeah, the team deserves criticism, but the team also deserves support, and this is the most important time of, of the season to support the team. Um, you can't just support the team in good times. You have to support the team in bad times as well. And um, the team is in a fight now for our – Bundesliga top flight existence and we need to come together. And I think, you know, Schneider and, you know, Clemens Tunis and other people made, made those comments and I would, I would echo them. Um, I think that's the right, the right approach. Um, as far as Tedesco's future, as you were talking about, yeah, it has been announced that he's going to, um, still be at the helm for the Vitter Bremen game. Um, I'm not particularly surprised by that just because, um, Schneider and Tedesco have a relationship dating, quite a ways back um this isn't like the first time they've met or anything they 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 have a relationship from you know previous clubs and everything and they 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 seem to hold each other in pretty high esteem and i'm sure schneider wants to give him every opportunity to try to turn this thing around but it will at some point become a matter of results um the team cannot go down and if for whatever reason tedesco's lost the team or they don't understand what he's trying to get them to do out there and you know the results. The results aren't coming. Um, a change is going to have to be made, and I would I would hate to see that because I, I like Tedesco as a as a person. Um, I love him as the figurehead of the club. Like you know, there's some people like even if you're getting results, you just don't like them as kind of being the face of the team. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and that's not the way I think any of us really feel about about Tedesco. But you look at these results we've had. I mean, like even even the first five games of the season, Richard, we lost those games. 
2-1 to Wolfsburg, you know? 2-0 to Hertha Berlin, which is a fairly competitive game. 2-1 to Gladbach, 2-0 to Bayern, 1-0 to Freiburg. These these are games, I'm not saying we played like super well in those games, but these are games in which we were competitive and you felt like, you know, we just had to correct a couple things and, and we were going to be in a in a decent position, but these these last two performances against Mainz and Dusseldorf have not been that. They have been abysmal performances where the team looks completely lost and, you know, just without <laughs> it, like I said, it's any any sense of what should be going on. They don't look like they have a plan. They don't look like they have an understanding with each other. Um, and that is what I think is most concerning. It's not necessarily the losses. It's more the way these losses came about and the performances that accompanied them. So um, this Friday, this match against Werder Bremen, which is you know a, a pretty good team Huge this year. Game. Yeah, it's it's the biggest game of the season, and. By quite some margin, I would imagine. I think there's a very good chance that this match determines the future of Tedesco at the club, and it's a match that could very well play an important role in uh, deciding what Schalke's fate in this season ultimately is. Um, Whether or not we're going to be in the relegation zone come the end of the season. So, um, tough task, but need to get it done. Absolutely, and I mean, you said it, you, you nailed it on the head. And, you know, before before Tedesco came in here, if, if I were to look at the last managers of the last you know couple of decades, probably my favorite manager probably would be Mirko Slomka. Um, but then Tedesco came in and I just completely fell, uh, fell in love with the guy. You know, the guy is just, it's something about him, like you said, that, you know, he shows he's passionate about the club and he gets it. Uh, Clemens Tony said it best. You know, he says, people don't understand that Tedesco actually gets what the fans are about and the club is about. He does a lot more than most managers would with a team. He is so in depth with this team and involved. And I don't think people get that, and and that's that's another reason why we love him so much. Is you know it, it's the guy just seems like a great guy. He gets a tactically and all that stuff. Now the results aren't there. Um, the last couple of games, it seems like just the, the players are not reacting. You know, maybe like you said, maybe he's you know he's trying to make the adjustments, but the players just for whatever reason they can't get it or or give up. I don't know what it is, but. Um, like him or not, if if it's another slacking, he's gonna probably be gone. Uh, I was talking, I was on talking football this week with Matt Herman, and we were talking a little bit about the the whole Capo situation, and you know we were talking about how like early in the uh, begin the season or before the season started, uh, the Capos kind of gave Benjamin Stambouli the like an honor like the, the captain's armband, so as a as a as a, a passing of the guard, if you will, or something like that. So that's why kind of. The armband was taken back away from him, from Sambuli. I'm not sure what the reasoning was, you know, the, for the Capos. But, um, yeah, I, I thought when they came on the pitch, it was a little odd to me. And, I mean, I get it. It's passionate. I thought it was crossing the line when they were putting their hands on the players. And in and, and no shape, way, or form should you ever be touching the players, in my opinion. But that's maybe that's an American and Italian for me. I don't know. But um, I thought that was a little strange. Um, but, yeah, you know, I was talking with Matt on Talking Foosball, and, you know, we're talking about how, how it's just unreal what's going on with Schalke, and, and, you know, it's fallen so fast. We it, Like, the whole season, it was there. You knew something was not right, but then it just cliffed over, over the last, you know, couple of weeks, and it's hard to put a finger on what exactly the problem is. I mean, you could point your finger to many different ways, and um, now we have this big game against Verdor, like you said, and it's it's ten games left in the season. This is the this is you got to treat it like a final, and you got you have to go all out. And I am gonna be hundred percent curious how the team reacts now. You had two terrible performances, one at home, 
Um, you know, Schneider came out today and he was saying a bunch of stuff like, you know, there's going to be a, oh, there's going to be overhaul overall with Schalke, not just the players and stuff like that. Um, these players are they're fighting for their lives now and their and their and their, and their jobs. Not only with Schalke, but you know, going forward, other teams are going to be looking at these players and like, well, if this person doesn't have heart, why am I going to try to go get them? You know, um, it's the time. You know, hopefully, uh, we see some players that we haven't seen in a while. Maybe some of the guys who are injuries, like McKinney and some of the other guys who who been out for a little bit, come back. Um, but yeah, it's it's, it's a difficult time right now. And oh, I saw something on Twitter that was amusing, which was that um, since McKinney went off with that injury um, in in the Manchester City match, Schalke have been outscored by their opponents nine to nothing. Yep. Since McKinney last was on the pitch for us. Um, We've been flat since he's been out there. <laughs> yeah, he's obviously not <laughs> the answer to all of that. But No, no, no. Um, we talked about this last week. Is that like it, it is he? You'd, you'd be hard pressed to make the argument that that he hasn't been one of the better performances this season. Um, yeah, we've certainly missed his influence the past couple matches. Um, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I, I think everyone's just in shock. I know you and I certainly are that we're, that we're even really having this conversation. Yeah, the season's been going poorly from the beginning, and we knew after the first five matches that we had severely handicapped ourselves for the rest of the season and that it was going to be an uphill battle to try to climb our way into a European place. But, you know, even, you know, even during those Bayern and Gladbach matches, there was still a glimmer of hope saying, you know, if we can, if we can get the results that we know we should get against, you know, Freiburg, Mainz, Dusseldorf, um, you know, we could get closer to mid table and have it, you know, have a puncher's chance of doing something with the season. Um, and I just don't think that we expected these last couple of results to go this way. And now we're having a completely different conversation. Maybe I was naive to to think that we could even, you know, reach that mid table spot or a little bit higher, but, um, it's just a drastic shift in outlook in a very short period of time. Um, because now I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but, um, domestically we've lost, Four out of our last five, uh, and yeah. one point. Yeah, so I mean, one point from a possible fifteen, uh, which is shocking. Um, and yeah, even with a couple good teams sprinkled in the mix there, that that it's just completely changed the fortunes of our season very, very quickly. At least you know our, our comfortability in that sense. So uh, yeah, massive game coming up, and. Um, Regardless of what happens in that that Verde Bremen game, I think the conversation um, going going into the summer is going to be. I mean, well, obviously it's going to be it's going to be very different if, if if this is a relegation situation as opposed to us remaining in the Bundesliga. But um, a, a report from Build that was circulating. I mean, whether or not you trust Build, I certainly <laughs> don't put a lot of stock in what they're not necessarily pro Schalke. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, and I don't. Really, yeah, I don't really trust most of what. They, they put out there from the rumor mill. But there was a report that came out where they, they listed like a whole number of players that potentially Schalke are looking to offload. And um, let's, for the sake of argument, say that they're right with that report for some reason, which they're not, probably. Um, that's a mass exodus. Uh, and, that would, and that would look like Schneider was trying to completely clean house, basically. Um, minus one or two guys. And I think the question... Um, if we decided to try to take that approach, is like, it, who's coming to Schalke at this point? You know what I mean? Yeah. 
No, exactly. Like, who are we going to attract, and, and how? Um, I mean, there's only. I mean, believe me, the history of the club, and there's so many selling points. But at some point, a lot of these, you know, the players that you want to bring in that are going to be competitive and uh, get you to the level you want to be at. They want European football. They want good performances. And you look at this team over the past couple of years, and it's been a, a wildly unsteady ship. We thought we had gotten that resolved after last season, but now, you know, these two or three years under Heidel, like a couple really, really bad seasons in the mix. And uh, the summer is going to be just fascinating to watch, and it's going to be really crucial for our future prospects. But um, that's the other question. So I, I don't know if you, if you have any interest in weighing in on <laughs> – who you'd like to see remain versus leave. I don't really want to, I mean, maybe that's not a really good thing to get into because, you know, cause I, I want to support the team at this point. Um, and I don't want to single anybody out, but something's got to change. That's for sure. Yeah. And, and I don't know if I can, I believe build with that because we barely spend money as it is from players. So you're going to tell me you're going to buy like 11 new players. I doubt that. And unless we get like a, unless Shaka is going to say, you know what? Um, we need to change the results and get back to the top and spend. I mean, I, I don't, I don't buy that. And we're certainly going to lose some players. I think, whether it's you know the players' choice or our choice to get rid of them, um, I think there are a couple of players that are, don't fit quite right. Um, both players that were here before already. I mean, and, and the new players. So um, it's certainly going to be interesting. And I was actually when I was talking with with Matt Herman on talking football, he asked me, you know, said, well, what if the time comes, whether it's you know next week or this summer or whenever uh, that Tedesco is finally let go, who comes in? I said, well, and if it's a short term or if it's like this season, I, I'm, I'm still, you know, I'm still saying you Heinkins would be great. I doubt it would ever happen. Uh, another name that I mentioned though was Roger Schmidt. He's got a, he has a history with, um, with Schneider. Uh, he did great things at Leverkusen. I thought made an exciting team there. So those are just a couple of names I thought, cause he asked me, he's like, who would you, who would you bring in? I'm like, ah. I don't know. Those are the only two names I could think of that I would, that I think that would come. Well, Schmidt more than than Heinkes, I think. But um, yeah, it, it's it's it doesn't get any easier. I mean, I mean, you look at the next ten, well, maybe ten to twelve games, uh, Bundesliga, and then other other games. So you know, we got Bremen this weekend, or this Friday coming up, followed by Champions League on the on the following Tuesday, obviously against City, second leg. I mean, then we get RB Leipzig, we got Hanover. Uh, we got Werder again in the DFB Bocal, Eintracht, uh, Nuremberg, Hoffenheim, Dortmund, Augsburg, Leverkusen, and end the season with Stuttgart. So it does not get any easier, folks. Uh, the team's going to have to earn their place in, in the Bundesliga for next season. Yeah, and that's why that that run of games that we just got through was was so crucial. Because as, as you say, Man City, Leipzig, two Werder encounters, Frankfurt, Hoffenheim, Dortmund. Um that's a really tough schedule, and if you're not if you're getting beaten on aggregate across two matches, like seven zero against Mainz and Düsseldorf, what can you expect to get out of those matches? <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, I mean, I'm not trying to be pessimistic. I just mean, in all honesty, like, I mean, what has the team shown you recently that's gonna give you any confidence? Um, you know, p- punching above us in terms of the caliber of the competition at this point in time. Um, it, it's a tall task. Um, yeah, I, I hope that Tedesco is able to turn it around because I think it'd be a tough situation to bring somebody in this late in the season um, on potentially a short-term basis to get it to, to get it solved. That those, those are always tricky situations, and I feel like when a team starts firing people this late in the season, that's kind of when it, when a team is in its death spiral, if you yeah. know what I mean. Um, 
and I've witnessed that with other teams, you know, like Fulham and stuff back in the day when they got relegated in 2011 or whatever that was, um, well, 2015, I should say, 2014. Um, it, it, you, you see that you see that a lot. Like, you know, things start going bad and they, they just start changing everything. And I think Schalke's done a good job this season sticking with the staff that they had and giving him every opportunity to turn around just for the sake of continuity. Um, but as we've mentioned, you know, if the results continue, something's going to have to change and it's, it's that's going to, I don't know. I'll just hope it doesn't come to that. Let's hope we can... Figure something out here against against Bremen. And then the one thing we do have to our, I, I'm not going to say advantage, but one thing going for us is that for the the four teams that we are battling with relegation that are below us in the table, we play all of them coming down the stretch. Um, Schalke are going to have to, you know, if they want to stay up, they're going to have to beat those teams. Those teams are going to be trying to get out of the relegation zone. Oh, at least at least Augsburg and Stuttgart are. Um, but we, you know, that. All four of those teams are going to be chomping at the bit to play us, and it's going to be big games. And it starts with this, this Friday, like you said, against Werder Bremen. So, um, interesting times ahead for sure. Um, going forward, where do we where do we see the club going? I mean, uh, do you like you like this appointment with Schneider um, coming from RB Leipzig? I I mean, I like what he's done. With with RB Leipzig in terms of, I mean, regardless of how you feel about Leipzig as a club and as a concept, and I know that they they face a lot of derision from a lot of Bundesliga fans. Mixed reactions, um, yeah, yeah, for sure. And I totally understand a lot of those criticisms and, and agree with some of them. Um, I, I think as far as Schneider goes, you'd be you'd be hard pressed to argue with the results that he's gotten, though. Um, and especially the thing that I think people as Chalka fans are are pleased with is, is his emphasis on bringing youth through the ranks. Um, and even in his initial press conference, he came out and talked about the value of, of the Kapishmita and how he wants that to be, you know, an emphasis for the club going forward and how, how big a part of our identity that is and how important it is to our on-field success. And I think that's something that a lot of Schalke supporters take pride in and, uh, that resonated with them and they were glad to hear that. And I'm, I'm certainly among those people. So um, from that standpoint, I like it. And I also like that he seems to be interested in dividing up maybe some of the responsibilities. Yes. Um, and so not just like I'm sporting director and I'm going to do, you know, the marketing side, I'm going to do all, I'm going to do all this stuff. He's, he's, he wants to bring in a squad planner. He wants to bring in people for different, you know, aspects and areas with, with, with expertise in a certain area and, you know, emphasis in a certain area and, and try to, you know, put together a team under him that's going to help be really successful. Um, and I think that is potentially a good strategy as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, the, word, the, the stuff that he said in the press conference were great. I mean, I'll read some of the experts that you could, excerpts uh, that you kind of already hit on. He said, Schneider said, there will be an overhaul of the sporting department. There will be a new sporting director dealing with the PR work a technical director for squad planning, and a rumored new team manager serving as a link between the squad and the sporting department. Um, you know, you, talk, you talked about the Kanapenschmieder, like you just said, uh, but, he, you know, the, he ended the whole press conference saying, you know, uh, he maintains that the current situation is their main focus right now. Um, according to Schneider, the team's quality is not reflected in the table, but the entire club and fans need to pull together and get out of the situation. And I think... You know, at least from the Twitter standpoint, you know, the Twitter sphere, we're seeing that the fans are 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 coming together. They're trying to, you know, keep it positive as best we can, despite all the chaos going on, which is a great sign, honestly, because you know, for most of the season, it's been a uh, a barn burner, if you will, uh, from shark 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 Shaka fans uh, in regards to the current situation. So it seems like a lot of a lot of the people are doing 180s because they're you know they're they're true fans. They're trying to support the club. 
and just stay positive as possible with 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 all this stuff going on. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, anytime you bring in fresh blood, whether it's you know the manager, a player, somebody higher up like a sporting director, you know, it, it brings optimism with it, um, and a renewed sense of of hope that you know that that change of personality and perspective can help turn things around. So, um, despite it being dark times at the club arguably the darkest i've ever experienced as a as a supporter in my you know not not i mean i've, I've been 26 times around the sun and <laughs> only been a supporter <laughs> of this team for you know around about 10 years or so but um despite it being you know some of the darker times i think the club has had there's also um you know a hopeful tip to it as well that that schneider can implement some things if we can just find a way to uh survive this season yeah, and and with all this help he's trying to bring in, not only for himself but for the team. I mean, the team needs to get back to their their scoring ways, their attacking, attractive play. Um, keep that, keep the the minor spirit in, at heart. Of course, um, that was so crucial for us last season. While we we did so well, the team just kept fighting no matter what. You definitely want that, especially in the big games. But you know, this defensive outlook of the team, we need to get some goals. Goals is the big thing with us this season. While we are struggling so much, like I said, there's only three other teams that have scored less than us this season. So um, that is not a good way to. I mean, if you don't score goals, you're not going to do well in the season. And, and this season is proof in the pudding. Um, you know, going forward, I love the idea of bringing Kanap and Shemita f- uh, come along because that's what that's kind of what we've been doing in our history, right? And we've seen some of that. Some of the guys coming this season, you know, Haji Ride, Ahmed Katuchu, um, but. They got to continue that, obviously, build on that. I mean, we had so many guys, great guys coming through to just in recent years. I mean, you look at Leroy Sane and, and Draxler and Meyer and all that. Um, they got to find a way to get back to that, but also, you know, quality on the pitch with the players that they have representing the team. And they got to show that, that Schalke spirit. It's, it's, it's one thing to have good players on the team, right? But they got to embody Schalke. They got to um, understand what Schalke is about and have that fighting spirit. They got to be capable of playing when the limelight is on. Schalke is one of those clubs that are always going to be under scrutiny, expected to win week in, week out. you got to be able to handle that kind of pressure. And I don't know if all these players are capable of handling that kind of pressure. I mean, I'm not sure. In the last two games, it seems like nobody's been able capable of uh, of basking in the, in the, in the glow. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't there a, a statement that Tedesco had made where he essentially said that from here on out, he was only going to be picking people that he thought he could trust to handle that pressure? Yeah, yeah. And then they go out and lose four 0 to Dusseldorf. So um, <laughs> make of that what you will. But uh, yeah, no, I think that's that's crucially important. This is a people joke about Schalke being a crisis club, um, and I, I thought I was hoping that we kind of left that behind us after last season. But um, yeah, I mean the, the fans care deeply about this club, and there's been so much you know, managerial turnover over the past decade or so that. Um, it's hard to get any continuity. So it seems like despite, you know, oftentimes good performances season to season, um, everything's always in flux. It never seems like we're quite settled as a team. You know what I mean? There's always things shifting and moving in transition and that makes people nervous. And there's always, you know, the fear that we could fall off or whatever. And um, yeah, hopefully we can calm some things down and get back to our roots and bring in players that understand the history and want to be a part of it and can deal with that spotlight. And, um, 
you know, if people start getting a little anxious and restless, they can they can take that and handle it and, and shut it down basically through their performances, um, and uh, step up when the times needed. Yeah, and it's funny because uh, Matt Matt Herman had an interesting take on it. And he says, you know, Schalke, you know, going forward for the rest of the season, just play your youngsters, play the, see what they, see what they're made of. Uh, keep playing Katuchu, you know, if McKinney's healthy. Um, Haji Wright, whoever, all the all the young guys on the team, bring us some guys from Kanapinshmi if you have to test them out, see what, see if they can if they can play on the level and uh, give them an opportunity because they didn't have a chance all season. I mean, to an extent, I I I like that, but we can't mess around with this relegation zone. If it's a foregone conclusion, if we go and we we lose like the next five games or something, it's a it's a certainty that we're going down. Uh, even then, I mean, I don't know, but um, I, I I agree with that, and I and I don't also because I don't want to. It almost looks like we would be throwing the season away at that point, especially if we weren't getting the results. Yeah, I mean that'd certainly be a bold strategy to bring in even more youth into the side. I mean, I guess I guess the counter argument, the argument that maybe Matt's making, is that you know the players, the senior level players that you have haven't done it for you, so you might as well try something new. But that's a lot of pressure to put yeah. on young people, and I don't think I don't think that's really fair to them either. Um, when you bring players through, you want to bring them through. I mean, they have to be tested, bottom line, but you want to bring them through and put them in a position to succeed. Right. And from what we're seeing on the pitch, the chemistry in the squad and, and the spirit in the squad, and those things are not conducive at the moment, in my opinion, to bringing through a lot of players and having them be able to put in performances that they're going to build confidence from. I think it would be really putting them in an unfair position. And guys like Katuchu have done remarkably well. Um, being brought in when the, when they were brought in because um, it you know wasn't quite as bad of a situation when he was brought up but still a difficult one and not the ideal season that maybe he would have thought he would have been debuting in so um, but as far as the, you know the guys that we've already brought through I have no problem with playing Katucho I think he's looked like one of our more dangerous options ever since he's been in the lineup um, you know I, I guess I'd rather him than some of the other people up there but. <sighs> I don't know what the answer is for the rest of the season. I mean, <laughs> you can't make transfers right now, right? So we're stuck with the squad that we have. And I still feel like a lot of the players we have are good enough. I don't know what the issue is, but, like, you know, the people that are saying the whole squad is just is just not good enough to – not on Bundesliga level. I just – I don't see that. I disagree with that. Yeah, I mean, I disagree, I disagree with it. I think, I think the players are good enough. Um, now, are they good enough to <laughs> – you know, win the league? Of course not. But like, we we've seen that this year. We're not on that level. But are they good enough to, you know, come out of this fight on the other end? Absolutely. I think it's just a question of not talent, but mentality and togetherness and in um in belief and you know, playing for each other. Um, when things start to go south, it's very easy to start pointing the finger, and divisions can deepen. And that's that's the worst time for those things to happen, um, and this is kind of what I said earlier with you know with the fans supporting it. This is the time when everybody, players, fans, everybody needs to come together, and you know redouble those efforts and not let the the tough circumstances um, you know drive us further apart and get let people get cynical and, and all that kind of stuff. For a second, I thought you said pull it, pulling the finger. <laughs> that's where the show's gone to. We're just pulling fart jokes. Um, well, the performances have certainly stunk. So yes. Go. But um, <laughs> no, and it, it's true. And uh, Schneider said it himself. He said, you know, this, this the players that we have are not indicative of where they are at the table. They're they're much better than than, than where they are at the table. 
Um, I mean, we didn't finish second. We finished second with the same players, right? So the, the players are certainly capable. Um, are they are they Champions League side players? I don't know. Are they mid table for sure? Are they European European Europa League? Sure. Um, so they're certainly capable. It just it is like you said. It's a mentality thing, and um, confidence is is a killer, man. I mean, when you have it, you can do anything. Look at Ajax over Real Madrid yesterday. Um, when you don't have it, look at Dusseldorf. Look at Mainz game. Real quick uh, shout out to Klaasian and Flar. Oh yeah, for, for advancing. Congrats to him. Really happy to see that, and he you, you could see how much it meant to him when he was celebrating afterwards. Absolutely. He's a, he's a shock legend, no doubt about that. Absolutely. Anyway, continue. Sorry. Yeah, so I'm, as I was saying, you know, confidence is big. I mean, when, like I said, when you have it, you can do amazing things, and when you don't have it, um, you you do shocking things, and, and we saw that in the last couple of weeks, and so they need to find a way to react. They, I want to see a reaction from the players. Um, will, will we win? I don't know, but I want to see a some kind of, some kind of reaction. It can't be another flat performance like we saw from Mainz and Dusseldorf because um, that will spell relegation for sure. And like you said, this is a, such a big game against Werder Bremen. Um, you know, the rest of the games of the season are big. I mean, we're there's a there's gonna be a watch party at Columbus, Ohio for the Eintracht game uh, April sixth. I am gonna try to be there. Uh, Shaka US is there. Uh, I don't know if Jack Jack will try to be there. So, I mean, the rest of the season is big, and uh, we need we need Shaka to there's the fans to support behind them. Uh, get behind the squad because uh, these are trying times right now, and it really tests your uh, your allegiance to the club. And you know it's good to be good to be with the team when they're doing well, but it's, it, you see the real fan passion when the team is down and who gets behind them. Yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, nothing more to add to that. I I, I agree. Uh, anything else you think we need to touch on? Not really. Um... <laughs> Yeah, we, you and I are not really. We're just not interested in you know dissecting the specifics of these performances um, at the moment. It's more just kind of a, a macro picture of where we are, um, and uh, hopefully we have a, a podcast this weekend that uh, is a Victory Sunday podcast and a much more positive one and yeah. some renewed hope going forward. Yeah, three points would be huge in this race uh, for the relegation spot to avoid it. Um, one point will be okay. It's better than none. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to a victory Sunday this weekend. A victory Friday night, really. Uh, but uh, let's see uh, Let's see what happens. Uh, the game is uh, today is, what, Wednesday? Today's Wednesday? Yes, sir. Yeah, so two days away. Um, by the time we get this podcast, maybe it's a day away. Who knows? <laughs> so, yeah, uh, let's uh, let's breed some optimism to the club. More optimism, I should say. And hopefully we get, some, get a result here. Um. Yeah, uh, let's wrap it up on this. On that note, uh, Jack, tell you tell our followers where they can find you. I guess on social media. As always, J M Mangan, J M M A N G A N on Twitter. If you want to talk about <laughs> where we are at the moment in in this campaign in the state of the club, um, Shaco Twitter is pretty lit these days. <laughs> Which is probably an understatement. Um, a lot of a lot of activity there. So feel free to join in and, and reach out to us. We love hearing from all of you and getting your input. Absolutely. And a shout out to Marie Schulte-Bokum. She's pumping a lot of good shock shock information. Uh, she's uh, she's our, our feet on the ground over there in in, in uh, Germany. So uh, 
getting that information out. Not necessarily for us, but we're going to take the credit for that, right? <laughs> definitely, definitely. <sighs> right on. So, uh, again, I'm your host, Richard Carmen. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, anywhere really at R underscore K-H-A-R-M-A-N. Until the next pod comes where we uh, talk about victory, we say shoes. Shoes. <laughs>